Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. This is QNN, your community network news, bringing you the latest in LGBTIQA plus news and sport from Australia and the world. Celebrating 15 years on air, thanks to Australia's only rainbow community media organisation, Joy. Hello, I'm Andy Kay with your QNN update. New evidence linked to the death of longtime ACDC manager Crispin Dye in Sydney nearly 30 years ago, including a bloodstain on his jeans, has been uncovered during an inquiry. The 41-year-old died from head injuries in hospital on Christmas Day in 1993, days after being assaulted, robbed and left unconscious in a Surrey Hill street. Mr Dye's case was on Tuesday due to be revisited at a special commission of inquiry which is examining unsolved deaths suspected of being the result of LGBTIQ plus hate attacks in New South Wales between 1970 and 2010. But that will now be delayed after the inquiry heard several items of Mr Dye's clothing, including his jeans and denim shirt, were provided by police to the inquiry. Those items have never been sent for forensic analysis until the inquiry arranged for testing to be done earlier this year. Justice John Sacker, who was heading the inquiry, said it's bordering on shambolic the way police apparently kept some of their records. Dozens of LGBTQ plus flags were damaged and ripped down at the Stonewall National Monument over the weekend, the third such bout of vandalism at the LGBTQ plus landmark during this Pride Month. The latest occurrence happened Sunday after others on June 9 and June 15. No arrests have been made in any of the incidents and it's unclear whether they were connected. The New York Police Department's Hate Crimes Task Force is investigating. About 200 counter-protesters have drowned out opposition to a storytelling event hosted by drag artists at a Perth library. Drag artist Kuda Morrison hosted a book-reading event at Malin's Library on Saturday, which was met with opposition in the lead-up. Protesters outside the library said the event exposed children to grooming and their opposition was intended to protect the children. However, Morrison told the ABC the protesters' fears were unwarranted. One of the protesters, Nadia Galina, said children's book-reading events should not be hosted by drag artists. When asked what she was afraid would happen, Ms Galina said she was not sure. Japan's parliament has raised the age of sexual consent to 16 from 13, a limit that had remained unchanged for more than a century and was among the world's lowest amid calls for greater protection of children and women. Separately, the parliament passed a new law on Friday to increase awareness of LGBTQ plus issues, which activists criticised for not guaranteeing equal rights for sexual minorities. Reforms providing greater protection for victims of sexual crimes and stricter punishment of assailants have come slowly in a country where the legislative and judicial branches have long been dominated by men. Now over to Jacqueline Shields with your Q&N Sport. The Australian Sports Commission has released its much-anticipated guidelines for the inclusion of transgender and gender-diverse athletes in high-performance sport. Guidelines align with those of the International Olympic Committee, focusing on inclusion first, with exemptions on a case-by-case basis to be determined by each sporting code. A testosterone threshold of 2.5 nanomoles per litre for a minimum of two years is recommended and no case for a blanket ban. Hayley Conway, CEO of Pride Cup, spoke on Joy Drive. 
the guidelines say that there is absolutely no case for any sport to introduce a blanket ban that would exclude trans athletes from their sport at a professional level. A fiery football match between the US men's national team and Mexico ended before the final whistle amid homophobic chanting. The referee added 12 minutes of stoppage time to the match due to discriminatory chants leading to the activation of the anti-discrimination protocol with the game ending four minutes early. Earlier that day, the Confederation of North, Central America and Caribbean Association announced it had relaunched a What's Wrong is Wrong anti-discrimination campaign to raise awareness about the importance of inclusivity and equality. The US and Mexico, along with Canada, are set to co-host the FIFA Men's World Cup in 2026. And in the UK, Wolverhampton Police has handed out a three-year ban and fined to Wolverhampton Wanderers football fan for homophobic chanting during a Wolverhampton and Chelsea game. The English Football Association governing body says it is determined to expel the chant from the game, stating that it will work closely with police to enforce the policy. Thanks, Jacqueline. That's what's making news in the LGBTIQ plus community this week. The QNN team will be back here next week. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just search QNN. I'm Andy Kay. QNN was recorded at Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tune in to Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, joy.org.au or via the Joy app. QNN is distributed across the community radio network with thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.